Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, ring. I was going to be quiet and see how long you would do that. And then I remembered you should probably have a sore mouth, and I took mercy. So. <laughs> You're so nice. Well, I could do the ring ring without opening my mouth very much. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing okay. You fine um, as frog hair? Well, maybe not quite that fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing okay. Considering it's a sour week, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I've been, um, it's been crazy. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, I know it I must be. Every day for the past seven or eight days. Good evening, and welcome to Weird Mountain, where the men are tough. And the sheep are scared. I'm Gomez the yard man. While the gals are busy doing whatever it is witches do this time of year, I thought I'd take a moment to let you know how much we all appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I also wanted to let you know that things can sometimes get a little... Strange up on Weird Mountain. Especially this time of year. The veil, she's very thin. What you're about to hear are stories. But are they just stories? The gals say no. Decide for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. No! <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Instagram, Zoom, uh, whatever. So sure. I actually had an in-person event Saturday. I went to uh, went to do a book signing out at one of my favorite little bookstores. Oh. City Lights out in Silva. Oh, in Silva. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you stop at Neighbors Drive-In? I did not. <laughs> I bet it was a pretty drive, too, wasn't it? Oh, wow. It was just beautiful. And it's not, you know, it's not that far. Was it packed with uh, tourists? Uh-uh. No. It wasn't bad at all. But it was Saturday afternoon. And I imagine everybody, all the tourists were out in the mountains looking at leaves. Looking at leaves, yes. Yeah. Or no, I think they were mostly at the shop. <laughs> or downtown. Yeah. <laughs> downtown was crazy on Saturday. Was it? I'm kind of glad I had to work through it. And the day went by pretty fast. So, so, so have you noticed that there are almost as many houses that put out lights and stuff for Halloween as there are for Christmas? I have noticed that. I kind of like it. Do you? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Friday night or maybe even Saturday night. Well, on a Saturday, i got to go to Walhalla, South Carolina. Wow. Maybe Friday night, I will, they are doing a thing. Okay, well, I'm going to finish my thought. So maybe okay. Friday night, I'll go out and drive around and look at Halloween lights. Yeah. Now, in Walhalla on Saturday, and now when y'all hear this, this will already be done. But they are doing a thing called Walhalloween. 
and the merchants in the downtown uh, are having special deals and you know and then encouraging people to wear costumes and stuff it's just really sweet <laughs> I mean yeah y'all if you don't know there's a town called Walhalla I've, I've heard it but it's so yeah. funny Walhalla and I'm heading there I'm heading to Walhalla Wall- so don't tell Thor but I'm on my way buddy <laughs> that's so cool are you speaking there uh I am doing a book signing and maybe some card reading if anybody shows up to get their card read. Oh, cool. Just a deep end. I know that there's a wild troop of people that come to shop all the time waiting for me to read their cards, but <laughs> here's the funny thing when I actually show up mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily want it, so what do I know? What do I know? People are fickle. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. That's a nice way of saying it. People are fickle. Well, people got a lot to think about right now. They do. And they uh, do. y'all, in the pre-show, when we should have been discussing what we were going to talk about, <laughs> we were just bitching and moaning about politics. <laughs> it was great. We loved it. <laughs> you talking about Love me? Politics, state politics, national politics, you name it, we was bitching about it. Yeah, we were, because it deserves to get bitched about, doesn't it? Yeah, it deserves to have something done about it, but I don't know what it is. Well, have you noticed that everybody's kind of got this attitude this year that's different than, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's not really depressed, and it's not, it's almost like they're frantically trying to enjoy themselves. Yes, yes! Well, do you, are you in that group of going, shoo, I'm just going to party like I, if, if I can, or? Um... No, I, God, this time of year, I am just covered up with the the dead folks and my ancestors and getting the garden in for, to bed for the winter mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I, I don't tend to party much this time of year. I'll party at the winter solstice, though. Yeah. But yeah, party, party, party. Will you? Right good. now, I mean, I may. It just all will depend on what happens between now and then. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to take a stick to Washington. Somebody came in and described Samhain as pagan Christmas. This is pagan Christmas we're celebrating. I said, what? Pagan Christmas? Well, I I said to someone, because, you know, I've been doing an interview a day for about three weeks now. Yeah. And in one of those interviews, and I don't remember which one, I said that, you know, people think that that Samhain is what grown-ups do when they're too old to celebrate Halloween. (laughs) And they don't understand it's a whole different thing. It's like the people who, they, they want a hand fasting as part of their wedding ceremony. And I, I try to explain to them, those are two different things. Right. Legal marriage in this country is a, is a commitment until the legal commitment is, is undone. And right. a hand fasting lasts a year and a day. Exactly. So which is it? Is it going to last a year and a day or is it till death do you part? Because well, it's not the same damn thing. And, and oh, but I love the idea of that, of binding our hands together. That's so beautiful. Well, then don't call it a hand fasting. Say yeah. we're doing an arm binding, or I don't know, find another word for it. Say hand fasting is a real thing. Right, right, exactly. And I like that idea, an arm binding. You could call it a, or, or just call it a, a wedding binding or a marriage yeah. binding. Because that's more what it is. You're right about Wedding that. bonds. <laughs> I don't know, but people are... 
they are ignorant, and sometimes they're just willfully ignorant. They because they just they don't want to think of it as that way because that's not how I think of it. Well, then maybe you are thinking of it wrong. <laughs> maybe you don't know what the hell you are talking about. It's all about the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic. That's exactly right. I love this morning. I was so cold because first hadn't come on yet, and it was thirty something degrees. I was so cold. I woke up really early. And I was reading the news, and they were talking about shackets. <laughs> S-H-A-C-K-E-T, shackets. Yeah. It's the newest rage in amongst the fashionistas. Okay. And that is, in fact, a shirt that's worn like a jacket. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I wear my flannel shirt. Yeah. Over top of my turtleneck, yeah. it's a shacket now. It ain't just me wearing my turtle, my, my flannel shirt over my turtleneck. No, no, it's got a name. It's called a shacket. Well, damn, we've been in style for decades. We are some damn fashionistas. I mean, I didn't know that we That's had right. such influence. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, and I was so inspired by hearing that it has a name called shacket. That I got up from my cold, miserable bed, and I went and got my red and black heavy flannel shirt, and I put it on over my pajamas. No. And I'm going to call that a shijamas. <laughs> what you think? Shijamas. Uh, you could call it, call it a shrobe. A shrobe. <laughs> a shite gown. How about that? <laughs> put it on over my no, that, gown. that sounds bad. I, no, that's a that's a whole other thing. Yes. <laughs> Lordy. But, and I swear I feel so old. It's like, what are you youngins going to come up with next? Well, they, to distract you from doing your damn work. I, I wonder if they're just out of ideas. Because all it is is a damn shirt over your shirt. You know, and yes, they're warm. Of course, that's what they're made to be. So. Wearing your shirt as a jacket. A shacket. It makes it a shacket. God, I, I thought, it. is that a jacket you wear in the shack, or is yeah. it that you, you wear when you go out to the little shack out back? What is it? What's that, a shacket? That might be why they're calling it a shacket, because oh, it looks like know. a poor Appalachian person. I about, I about give up on all of it. I really have. I know. It's like, you know, call it what you want to call it, do what you're going to do. It doesn't oh, matter. I know. Well, have a good time. The, the more the more I hear stuff like that, the more it, the easier it is for me to go back in time and think about how it used to be because that's the time that I now that I'm older, I appreciate so much how we used to live back then. I mean, we weren't we didn't have any big noble intentions or anything, but but life was in some ways, life was a lot easier, not every way. But in some ways, life was easier. We didn't have to put up with all these personalities, all this uh, worry about the pandemic, all the political things that we are all concerned with, no matter what side we're on. You know, we had neighbors who, even if they didn't actually do it, they professed to want to help their neighbor. You know, I mean, yeah. we just had, and we had more simple things. The internet and technology brought a lot of complication to life. And I don't know any, here's the thing. I, I remember when I first started teaching computer classes, I couldn't, 
I, I couldn't understand what the deal was that made me like it and hate it at the same time. And then I realized it's like, you can never walk away from your job anymore. No, you can't walk away from your job because you're one cell phone call away. See, we used to be able to t have time off. And it was real time off as a person working for someone else. Okay, now if you're working for yourself, it's different, okay? But, but, but you could... You could actually monitor that, or excuse me, you could decide when you were going to have some time off, and you didn't have a phone with you. Nowadays, if they go out, if somebody goes out in the woods, they go to the beach, wherever, they've got their dang phone with them. You see? Well, and, yeah, and, and also, there is an expectation that as soon as that email gets sent to you, mm -hmm. you are supposed to respond to it. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah, we didn't even get into the Internet side and how that's kind of degraded our quality of life. And you're absolutely right about that. And that was another thing when, you know, there were things, that, there was this concept called business hours. And, uh -huh. <laughs> and the consumer side of me likes that business hours don't really exist like they used to. But the working side of me wishes that we still had business hours because it's healthier. It's to, to have some regular downtime that you can count on, that you don't, because as long as you are tethered to a cell phone, just in case work calls, you, you're not really having free downtime. You're still sort of in work mode in a little, a little bit, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the more things are f***ed up in this era, the more I go back. I really think that paganism is really on point. And I made this point a few years back on a radio show. I think that it's really on point because everything is in agreement. The season's turning. That's not just a, a weather phenomenon. You see, it changes everything once, once the season has turned a little bit. Even for our own human bodies. So why wouldn't that affect our mind, our emotions, all of it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I oh, know, sorry, that was some weird ass rambling, but anyway. No, no, it just got me thinking is all. Yeah. Oh, Gopi Krishna wrote about prana. He was a fellow from India, and he became somewhat well-known in the United States for a short period of time. But he wrote about energy and prana, and he brought up a concept called aspects. And I've kind of developed it through the years within my own self until I'm satisfied with it. And that, that is, we do have some different aspects, and it's common with, with all living things, as far as I can tell. But you have a physical aspect, you have a mental aspect, you have an emotional aspect, and you have a spiritual aspect. You see? And all, all of them get addressed with the turning of the seasons, somehow, and I, I don't know how. I don't, it's such a big concept. It really is. But, it's, but paganism, you see, feels very right because it recognizes that. And the Sabbaths have a lot to, you know, they're all kind of oriented around where the earth is at the moment. What, where, what's, what's the earth doing? Are we in this season? Are we in that season? 
Shoot, now you got me thinking. I don't like that. I'm sorry. Now, now I'm going to be thinking. <laughs> well, if you want, if you want to, we can talk about uh, that time that I saw Leo Batfish get into a ghost costume and go around trying to scare the little girls on Haywood Road on purpose. And nobody got mad at him for it. <laughs> they all thought it was funny. Except for the I little girls. My cousin. We were doing some, I don't know, we were telling ghost stories, I think, in the house, the mm -hmm. old house where I grew up. And we were, you know, we had the lights turned off and had candles lit. We used to do that kind of shit all the time. <laughs> so me and, I don't know, a handful of my cousins and some of our friends are all there telling these spooky stories. We probably had a flashlight with, you know, mm -hmm. under our chins. And, and I, my cousin, my damn cousin, who's a little bit older than I am, so they were just old enough to be mean teenage boys. Uh. They put a Coke bottle in, in inside a, a couple of heavy socks, mm -hmm. and periodically they'd whack it against the side of the house. Oh. It was, you know, a wood frame house. They'd whack it against the side of the house, and we'd go, what? Did you hear that? What was that? And they listened. They've been real quiet. They was in a little bit later. They whack it against the side of us. It scared the fool out of us. Yeah. We didn't know what the hell was going on. And yeah. It's just mean old country boys. <laughs> I scared the youngins. How old were you? Oh, golly. I wasn't maybe 10 years old, something like that. And they were probably 15. So, okay. So, knowing you... I would expect you to be like, what the hell's making noise? Because you'd be 10 years old. What the hell's making noise? And go outside well, and kick somebody's butt. You know, when you're doing something like that, when we're all getting gathered to <laughs> do some ghost stories, you're there to be scared. Yes, right. You set it up for everybody to be scared and for you to be scared. Yep. And I don't know why it is we love to be scared, but by golly, we do. <laughs> do you still watch scary movies? I do, but I haven't been scared by a movie in 30 years, maybe more. <laughs> and my daughter loves, I mean, she grew up watching horror films because I love them too. And she will periodically go, Mama, you got to go watch this thing here. And she'll tell me what it is, and I'll be like, all right, all right, I'll watch it. And they're good. Some of them are good, but they're not, you know, they just don't scare me. I've, I guess I've seen too many of them. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of, no, there's this kind of jump things, you know, when something startles you. Yeah. But that's not really scared. I really need like a slow build up. Yeah. It makes it kind of makes the hair on the back of my neck stick up, and then I want to I want to go away from it. So it's this kind of simmering dread. That's what I love. <laughs> when you're just you're looking around for days afterwards. That's what I love. Looking but in I, the dark corners. I don't get that no more. Yeah. Mm. Dark. You corners. know what's that? Uh, there's a quote from Terry Pratchett that said, "A, uh, a witch." A witch isn't afraid of anything in the dark forest because she knows she's the scariest thing there. Yeah. Something like that. He well, said it better than I did. I, that's the truth. I I have yet to be... I mean, I don't get that scared in the woods. I really no, don't. No, me either. Me either. But now I've been scared many times in, in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's... You know, that's kind of like the, the Stephen King technique. He gives you a, a perfect little picture book town yeah well look there's a little church on the hill and there's a little village green and oh it is idyllic and bucolic and then you find out the horror that lurks <laughs> within and there was another one 
Stand By Me. That's another one that everybody kind of knows that movie, I think. Stand By yeah. Me. And it was a Stephen King. The one, the one that used to get me, and I don't know why, it was uh, The Omen. Yeah. Isn't that the one that had the little kid who was like, possessed? Oh, yeah. yeah. What is his name? Damien. Damien, that's right. <laughs> okay, have you ever heard any like ghost stories about animal spirits? Oh, yeah. Have well, you ever had, had any? We had them here in the We have them here in the house. So, yeah. Kitty cats? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, believe me. I, I agree. That happens. What about in your family? Do y'all have any well-known family kind of uh, animal oh. ghost stories? Um, yeah. I'm trying to think a real specific one that isn't just, oh, you know that time the cat died or, the, <laughs> or you know, and then it was around for about six weeks afterwards and then it disappeared. Because that's fairly common, I think. Is it? Yeah, for your animal companion to continue to continue to be your companion for a while. I'm surprised your big old cat still isn't sleeping under the bed. Uh, well, she never, she ne that one didn't sleep under the bed. She would go to the window in the front, front room and sleep there. She loved being in that window. Well, who was it that was in the, like a little drawer under the bed? That was Vina. She was one of the others, and she's, Vena comes around every now and then. She does. And and our buddy Craig had a, I would love to have him tell it, because I'm sure he could do a better job, but he had a, a dog that was much beloved. He looked like he was about, I don't know, 30 pounds heavier than Diego, but he basically looked like the same kind of dog, sheep doggish. And... This dog passed away, and somehow Craig kind of, and I'm putting it in air quotes here, told the universe that if, if Tyler wanted to come back and visit, that he could, okay? And he was in a state of deep emotion, I'm sure. Well, evidently Tyler came back, and something came back with Tyler. Mm-hmm. And somehow he heard something. It woke him up at night and he heard something. It sounded like he, it, well, instantly he thought it was Tyler trying to come back. Yeah. And then he realized because of a strong feeling of fear that it, it wasn't, that it was, wow. it was something else that had been opened up when he, when he, he just kind of opened up his house so that if Tyler wanted to come back in, he could. But something else was trying to come in instead of Tyler. And he kind of did a, a he just did his own version of slamming that door and yeah. saying, no, you will not do that. You can't come here. And he, he whatever happened, it just scared the living crap out of him. He did the right thing when he was in the middle of it. He told me afterwards, and I, I just got chills when he was telling me. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, that was the last book that really scared me, was 
Pet Cemetery. Uh, Pet Cemetery is the name of it. Holy moly, that thing! And I never saw the movie, but my gosh, that thing scared me. Yeah, that was. Ooh. Oh, he is sick and twisted, and he sure has the formula down. He really does. For scaring people. And, I, you know, I read his series there of the, what was it, that had Blaine the Train? Do you remember uh-huh. that? Oh, the Tower series. Excuse me. Yeah. How could I forget that? <laughs> and and that took hold of my mind for a long time. That's some, some real mind f***, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He was the master at that. I like getting fascinated and I don't mind being creeped out but I'd rather not get totally scared. I'm capable of getting really scared for certain books and things that I get the concept of. How about you? Do you ever get scared? I do get scared but not not about anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Most um, mostly it's I get humans, scared right? about, you know, not being able to control our carbon output and yeah. what it's going to be when we uh we go up two degrees. I get scared about that, but that stuff, and I'm going to knock on wood because anytime I've had to deal with things like that, things like that, I figured out a way to do it without having to be scared about it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you, and you use that word, that phrase, creeped out. Yeah. That's what I like. I like to get creeped out. Yeah, I don't mind being creeped out a little bit. COVID's not real. Didn't you know that? Yeah. It's just something to get in there, get you, make you have a shot so that they can change your DNA and make you uh, sterile and, you know. Well, damn, get on it. (laughs) Get in there, jack around my DNA and make sure my teeth don't fall out of my head. (laughs) I don't don't get fat easy. also change the size of my giant feet while you're dicking around with my DNA. Go ahead. That'd be great. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean when they say it'll change your DNA. And they, yeah. I know that they say that it means that oh, that once you get the shot, this is going to happen. Blah 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 blah. It's like okay, show me the science, the real science. Yeah, exactly, exactly. N- not the pseudoscience. Just because, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. We got a damn, Byron. What's up with us? We're on it today. <laughs> so. we're, we're ready to, to kick butt and take names. Are you ready to take names for real? I'll give you some. Uh, I ta- oh, honey, don't think I don't have a list because I do. <laughs> I know you do. I, I know got you. a couple of lists. I got my good. I'm like Sadie Claus. <laughs> I got a good list. And I got a not-so-good list. <laughs> and sometimes you want to be on the not-so-good list. How come? But sometimes you don't. Uh-huh. Ollie, isn't that awful? We're nope. awful. Nope. But by the time everybody hears this, you know what? We know when they're going to hear this. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock on Halloween night. We are all doing a lot of ancestor work right now we're all doing a lot of psychopomp work Mm -hmm. in fact if you have not been doing psychopomp work for the last 20 months where the hell have you been huh did you say psychopomp you know what psychopomp is that's when you uh as a as a kind of a guy you help souls pass 
from oh, okay. this world to the next world. This it's right. called psych psychopomp. And uh, and gosh, everybody I know that has any sort of propensity towards that has been doing it almost nonstop for 20 months. And I think that's why some of us are so damned exhausted. It's like at night we are doing that prayer for the dead, walking them to the gate, unlocking the door, opening the door. Um, gosh, I don't remember what. It was a natural disaster some years ago, like 15, year, 15 or 20 years ago. It was pre-Katrina, actually. And I kept having this ongoing dream that I was walking ahead of people who were behind me, and I couldn't see them. I didn't turn around to see them. But I was walking ahead of them, and I was talking very gently, talk, 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 and I would go through like a, a picket fence sort of gate, or different kinds of gates, yeah. and into a yard, and walk down the path to the front door of the house. I used to call them my real estate agent dreams. Okay. And then I would open the door, and I would reach inside and feel for the light switch and switch the light on in there and then push the door the rest of the way open and stand there looking down at my feet, down at the porch okay. as these people passed through. And then I would turn and walk back out. So I said that to a friend of mine. And I said, I don't know, does that mean I should become a real estate person? Because I think I would hate that a lot. She just started <laughs> laughing like a hyena. And she said, you, don't you know what you're doing? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm showing them a new house. And she said, you are guiding souls across a veil, you mm -hmm. dumb shit. What's wrong with you? Yep. And I'm like, oh, oh. So it happens to all of us in different ways if that's what we're called to do. But I've been doing a lot of that for the, certainly the last 18 months, but probably 20 months. Uh, probably a lot longer than that, really, well, but, it's, but it's not, not in the volume. Yeah, it's not not been the volume that it's been, ugh. When When I do talk about it, it, it's with the term of, you know, I've got to help them cross over. Yeah, and the way I always talked about it before I knew that term was walking people home. Oh. What were you doing? What, what have you been there, there were times when it would look like I was daydreaming. Yeah. And people say, what are you thinking about? And I go, ah, I'm just walking somebody home. And yeah. that, ooh, that, that, that's, that's a nice way of putting it. Well, I like, I like to think of it that way. I did a, a class this past uh, Saturday for a group called Gathering of the Witches. Mm -hmm. They were lovely people. It was a really nice group of people. And I did a class on endarkenment and how you can embrace, you know, we, we call it shadow work mm -hmm. all the time. And half the people, most of the people who talk about it don't actually do it. But it's all about not meeting your dark or your conflicted or whatever side, but realizing that darkness is as important as light and, and why that matters. And I talked about that. I talked about doing the kind of work of walking people home. And sometimes that happens in the literal daylight when you're sitting by the bedside of somebody who's dying. But it always becomes a, a path through the woods and then down another path. And it, yeah, it's yeah. good work, but it can be exhausting it, work. And it has been exhausting with so many. I, I think that that's one thing that 
all of the techniques have in common, whether people do them with knowledge of what they're doing or not, Mm -hmm. um, is that at the end of it, you're tired. And I I don't know why that is, but it is, it is a real thing. I think the, um, the reason we're tired is that our soul body wants to stay. That we, you know, once we walk down the, the, the stone flagstone path and up on the porch and open the door and turn on the light that our soul body is like, yeah, I'm home. Come on in. We'll have some coffee. I'll make you some toast and jam or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so our physical body and part of our soul body has to fight to get us back home. That makes a lot of sense too. And so I think there's a, there's a struggle there that we go through and that's why it's, it makes us tired. It, and you're right. I mean, it does make you tired. Did you have anybody in your family that crossed them over? Not that was talked about openly, but yes. Okay. And my family is full of preachers and witches. Mm-hmm. And in one way or the other, people got over. Well, the method, if they got stuck here, what would y'all do about it? Well, no, I don't know. That was never passed on to me. But okay. I, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've never... I've never known anybody to really be stuck. Sometimes I think people, there's an imprint. Yeah. And this is, this is just me, and I, people may disagree with that, but um, I think sometimes there's an imprint of a life, but I don't think there's necessarily soul there anymore or spirit there. Mm. It's just like an imprint. And I think about that girl... And I've, wrote, I've written about this before and talked about it is the, I went out uh, to do some work on a, a friend's farm, some energy work, and it was about something unrelated to that. But I, I turned around and looked up into the upper doorway of the barn, you know, we bring the hay in. And, um, and there was a, a girl, probably 16, I'm guessing, in a blue dress that looked like it was from the 40s probably 30s or 40s, like a blue cotton dress. Mm-hmm. And she was looking out towards town. And at one point she sat down and just sat there and waited. And then while I watched her, she faded. Hmm. And I asked my friend, you know, you know, that's what I just saw. Did you see that? She didn't see it. And I don't really have the gift of seeing them that often, so that was unusual, which is why I talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't think she was there anymore. I don't think that girl was there. I think maybe she was waiting for the story I tell myself is she was waiting for her sweetheart to come home from the war. Hmm. And she was watching for him. And, and if you got up in the, in the hayloft of the barn, you could see farther than hmm. just being standing on the ground. That's really interesting. I've, I've seen a few things like that that I think were impressions. There's one, the most recent one is a girl, a little chunky thing, and she's in the middle of a road that I that I drive on fairly often, and it's right after this hairpin curve. Oh. And it's it's more of a just it, it's just a there she is and then gone. You know, yeah. so I don't know, but I've seen some or I've I've been a, become aware of some that were definitely real, 
and they they required something, you know. Yeah, yeah. What what I try to tell folks is that to think of think of what the ghost is is feeling, and I don't know that I I, I really believe that they just don't care about a lot of earthly stuff anymore. It's just not as important to them as it maybe used to be. I agree. And that's kind of hard for some people to understand, but I really think so. I had my friend Norma who was, you know, I've told you that story. She wanted her home to go to half to the animal charity and half to the church that she went to. And it ended up not doing that. And several, like seven or eight years later, uh, she she came to me in a dream and basically said, for, she said, forgive my sister, she's full of guilt. Wow. Forgive my sister, she's full of guilt. And yet I know that that was like the number one thing that she wanted if she passed away, was to make sure that her, her home could be done done something constructive with and she knew that her sister had plenty of money and didn't yeah. need it wasn't even living in the same state so uh, that I mean she just didn't care anymore after she was dead I guess you see yeah so well, I, yeah I think that happens yeah and I don't know it's, it's a complicated story and it's full of a lot of like personal anecdotes about this thing happened in my family, or did mm -hmm. you hear about this thing, or all of that. And so, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I only know what my personal experience is, mm -hmm. and the experience of people that I trust. I trust them to what they're saying and something that's made up. Yeah, I yeah. I, I remember the first time I ever saw a Fiddler on the Roof. It was the television version, the one that had Topol as uh, the, the, the Rick Tavier. And there was a scene in it where he was making up a little fib about this ghost coming back. And if his daughter married this guy, Laser Wolf, Laser Wolf's wife would come back from the dead and haunt her. And, and so it was this big musical number where you could see the ghost of this woman coming in and going, Wah! and screaming and all that stuff. And I remember when I saw it, I thought, well, no, I don't think that would happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> you think they, they get beyond caring about stuff like that. I, but sometimes yeah. they do. I mean, I've told y'all about the dreams I've had of my grandmother about the silver. Because she knows her silver is terribly tarnished and I have not cleaned it. And whether that is my grandmother actually coming to me in dreams or me feeling guilty that I haven't taken the silver out and cleaned it and use it. It's really beautiful flatware. I need to, I have it underneath my ancestor shrine uh -huh. and I need to just move all that stuff off and dust it really good and get that stuff out and use it. Well, maybe that's what she was trying to tell you to do and not necessarily polish it, but polish it and use it. I, now, I think that you can, have you ever heard of a soul contract? Yeah, I don't know about those. What do you know about them? Well, I know the New Age version of them sounds really beautiful. Um, but I think that it is possible to kind of tell yourself before you pass away that no matter what, I'm going to do this. I am coming back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I think you can set yourself up to to have, to 
I don't know if care is the right word, but to come back and maybe have an agenda, let's say. But, but I think that most humans don't really prepare that way for death of the physical body. Yeah. And so for the most part, I don't think it's, it's really a thing. Uh, I, like I said, I think a lot of spirits just don't care about the same thing that they did. Because think of this, if the spirit is never ending, then how much gaffla are you going to continue to allow in? I mean, you might be on on your first thousand years in existence, but you're probably timeless. You see, so so I just I don't know. <laughs> these are the, the yeah these are the thoughts that I have when I am tired and I don't really control my thinking. I just kind of let it go where it wants to. It always ends up on some weird subject like this. <laughs> well, my, my brain, because I, I got, you know, I got doped up with, with Tylenol, which, you know, it's not really doping you up. I get it, I get it. But I've been sleeping really, really well lately because it's cool at night mm. and I always sleep better that way. Mm -hmm. And I find that I, I'm not only more energized, which I know you're going to find hard to believe, but I'm more energized, but my brain is thinking more clearly and it's thinking more laterally. So that I'll start at one point and instead of going up or down, I go sideways. Oh, wow. thinking. And I end up in some really interesting, weird places. Yeah, that being the key word is weird. We're both weird yeah. mountain gals. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, okay, I'm going to ask you another ghost question. Have I know that you've heard the voice of Miss Revis. Yes. Have you ever heard a ghost moan? You mean, ooh, Yes, like yes. No. Me neither. Do you no. know anybody who has? No. Isn't that interesting? Well, yeah, I guess it, Cousin, <laughs> it makes you wonder where where we get that. Yeah. It's like all witches have green faces <laughs> and uh, and wear pointy hats and all ghosts go, <laughs> Yeah. Well, Dickens had a little bit to do with it. I yeah. think because he talked about ghosts and spirits moaning and, and carrying chains a lot. That is really true. <laughs> I mean, is it all down to Jacob Marley? That's why we think ghosts moan. It I don't might know. be. I don't know. It might be. I'd be interested to hear some of the listeners' thoughts on that. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard moaning? Has, that came from a non-physical entity. <laughs> Right. No, I've heard a lot of humans moaning. Oh. I'm sorry. Yes, we should. Yeah, yeah I'd be. I'd. I'd also like to know what percentage of people who listen to us would consider themselves to be, you know, witches or practitioners. Oh, that'd be interesting. Let us know. Yeah. Or are they? Are they folks who are non-practicing? that maybe have some weird stuff going on or maybe they just have a real liking for stuff that's truly weird. You know? mm. yeah. And, and uh, that's one word that really does 
I think, apply to you and me both and a lot of our tribe. It's truly weird. Truly weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on, let us know. Yeah, we'd be interested. And do y'all live in haunted houses? Tell me everything. I need to know it all. Miss Byron, I have taken up so much of your time, but I really appreciate you. I've, I've kind of been missing talking to you a little bit. Well, we have both been so darn busy that they, they just hadn't been, they hadn't been, uh, how do they, the young and say it, the bandwidth. We haven't had the bandwidth to just natter a little bit. But we can do that once the season is done. Oh, yeah. This season is done. Oh, yeah. And once we get this Kickstarter Mm-hmm. Kick started, and I it. think we will uh, we'll be able to open out a little bit. I still got so damn much canning to do. Uh, Golly, you can get it done. Just split I yourself can. in half. I can. I can get it done. I can. I've got persimmons. My good friend Sarah brought me some persimmons. Mm. Day for yesterday. That mm. or was it yesterday? No, day, yesterday it was yesterday. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, and I've got them halfway done. I've got to make the rest of them into persimmon puree. It tastes so good. Mm, mm. I've never thought about that. What will Delicious. you do with the puree? What will you do with it? Uh, I don't know. I'll freeze it and then I'll decide. Probably sounds like it'd be a good in a cake. In a cake? or You know, that's how they make frozen orange or orange juice is with the frozen pulp and then you put water in it. It might be a really good juice or something. Mm. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't think I would necessarily like it by itself. It's really, really sweet. I can't remember what it tastes like. It's been so long since I've had one. Well, it tastes, I don't know, y'all's mileage may vary on this, but it's, it tastes a little bit to me, a little bit, like a sweet potato. Hmm. Only sweeter than a sweet potato. So... I hope your mom is doing well. She's doing fine. She's irritated with what she's seeing on political news. She's doing fine. She's fascinated with the news on the of the virus. She keeps a real close eye on what's happening with it. So good. She's a good source of information. You, your mom is smart. I like her. As a whip. Yeah, so, well, I'm glad you like her. She likes you, too. Anyway, I'm going to let you go. All right, darling. Stay you, uh, mean. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm going I'm to stretch my jaws out a little bit till I they don't hurt. Yeah, I, I sure hope that they just quit hurting instantly, okay? They will. They will. They will right. be like, oh, what did they ever do in there anyway? Scraped all that crap out. Good yeah. for them. Ain't good for yep. you for doing it. For me, so, and very yep, good for yep. me. I didn't. Well, y'all, you? happy. Let's wish them a happy Halloween. Oh yes, happy Halloween. And blessed Samhain, if they mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And I hope that by the time they hear this, they are either going out to get candy, or they've come back and their little old pumpkins and pillowcases are full. Oh, yes, absolutely. So. Oh, whatever you like, Snickers bars or Mars or what is it, Three Musketeers? Three Musketeers, yep, something like that. And I All hope right. that everybody gets to talk to that person that they miss so much that they get to find a way to communicate. Me too, yep. me too. So. All right, y'all, take care. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Well, I don't know what they were thinking. 
but I know what I'm thinking. I think that's enough show for today. Tune in next week for more weirdness from Byron and Alicia. Until then, stay weird, y'all. Stay weird, y'all. Stay weird, y'all. Stay weird, y'all. Thank you.